Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, but most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week, we're still on a break from Revelations, waiting on the last few chapters to be put into the recording. So the sermon is The Young Man Absalom Safe, and we'll start reading in 2 Samuel chapter 18, verse 1. Music is a Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church choir singing, I've Got a Mansion.
Second Samuel 18, verse 1. And David numbered the people that were with him and said, Captains of thousands and captains of hundreds over them. And David sent forth the third part of the people under the hand of Joab and the third part under the hand of Bishai, the son of Zeruiah, Joel's brother, and the third part under the hand of Attila, the Gidonite. And the king said unto the people, I will surely go forth with you myself also. But the people answered, Thou shalt not go forth, for if we flee away, they will not care for us. Neither if half of us die, will they care for us. But thou, thou shalt, thou art worth ten thousand of us. Therefore now it is better that thou secure us out of the city. And the king said unto them, What saved you best? I will do it. And the king stood by the gate side, and all the people came out by hundreds and by thousands. And the king commanded Joab and Abishai and Eltilai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the, the young man, even with Absalom. And all of the people heard when the king gave all the captain charge concerning Absalom, so the people went out into the field against Israel, and the battle was in the wood of Ephraim, where the people of Israel were slain before the servants of David. And there was there a great slaughter that day of 20,000 men. For the battle was there set, scattered over the face of all their country, and the woods devoured more people that they than the woods so were devoured. And Absalom met the servants of David, and Absalom rode upon a mule, and the mule went under the thick of both of a great oak, and his head caught hold of the oak, and he was taken up between the heaven and the earth. And the mule that was under him went away, and a certain man saw it, and told Joab, and said, Behold, I saw Absalom hanging in the oak. And Joab said unto the man that told him, And behold, I saw him, and why didst thou not smite him there to the ground? And I would have given them these ten shekels of silver in a girdle. And the man said unto Joab, Though I should receive a thousand seconds of silver in my hand, yet would I not put forth my hand against the king's son, for in our hearing the king charged thee, and Abishai and Antelai, saying, Beware that thou touch a young man. Absalom, otherwise I should have wrought falsehood against my own life, for there is no matter hid from the king and thou. Myself would have set thyself against me. Then said Joel, I may not tarry thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hand, and thus thrust him through the heart of Absalom, while he was yet alive, and he missed the oak. And ten young men that bear Joab's armor compassed about and smote at Absalom, and slew him. And Joab blew the trumpet, and the people returned from pursuit after Israel. For Joab held back the people, and they took Absalom cast him to a great pit in the wood, and laid a very great heap of stones upon him, and all Israel fled at one to his tent. Now Absalom in his lifetime had taken and raised up for himself a pillar, which is in the king's day of where he said, I have no son to keep my name in remembrance. And he called the pillar after the old, his own name, and it is called unto this day Absalom's place. Then said Ahimeaz, the son of Zadok, let me now run and bear the king's tidings out. The Lord has avenged him of his enemies. Joab said unto him, 
Thou shalt not hear tidings this, bear tidings this day, but thou shalt bear tidings another day. But this day thou shalt bear no tidings, because the king's son is dead. Then said Joab to Cushi, Go tell the king what thou hast seen. And Cushi brought bow down himself to Joab and ran and ran. Then said him, Yes, the son of Zadok, yet again to Joab, but howsoever let me, I pray thee also run after Cushi. And Joab said, Wherefore will thou run, my son, seeing that thou hast no tidings ready? But howsoever said he, Let me run. And he said unto him, Run. Then him and ass ran by the way of the plain, and over there ran Cushi. And David sat between two gates, and a watchman went up to the roof over the gate to the wall and lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, a man running along. And the watchman cried and told the king, and the king said, If he be alone, there is tidings in his mouth. And he came to the place and drew near. The watchman saw another man running, and the watchman called unto it, pulled and said, Behold, another man running over the law. And the king said, He also bringeth tidings. And the watchman said, Be thinking, the running of the foremost is like the running of uh, him and his, the son of Zadok. And the king said, He is a good man, come with good tidings. Now him and his called and said unto the king, All is well. He fell down to the earth upon his face before the king and said, Blessed be the Lord thy God, which has delivered up the men that lifted up their hand against my lord the king. And the king said, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Hamish cried, When Joab sent the king's servant, and me, thy servant, I saw a great turmoil, but I knew not what it was. And the king said unto him, Turn aside and stand here. And he turned aside and stood still. And behold, Cushi came, and Cushi said tidings, My lord the king, for the lord is being thee this day, of all thy them that rose up against thee. And the king said unto Cushiv, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Cushiv answered, The enemies of my lord the king and all that rise against thee to do this harm be as this young man is. And the king much was moved much and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he wept, as he went, thus he said, Oh, my son Absalom, my son Absalom, my son Absalom, would God had died for thee, O Absalom, my son. My son, the message I want to preach to you today is the young man Absalom safe. Absalom had long hair. First Corinthians eleven fourteen tells us that long hair is a sin and a shame on a man. Long hair is also a sign of rebellion. Hippies of a generation, of our generation, adopted long hair as one of the, their symbols of today's rebellion. Absalom was the third son of David. He was a handsome and talented boy. He was also his father's favorite. After spending three years in exile for a crime he committed, he was allowed to return to the court to see his father shortly after his return. He launched in an effort to win the hearts of the people away from the king. Charming fellow, he easily persuaded many to follow him, and when his time was right, went against his father, King David, refused to fight against him choosing ready to flee from the city. Outside of Jerusalem, David watched his dust of battle rising in the city between his son and his own forces. The rebels were defeated. 
Absalom fled furiously away. Mew, his long hair became entangled among the branches of an oak tree. And as he hung there, David's soldier killed him. And David did not realize that his son was dead, however, soon after the battle. A messenger came to, toward David. The messenger's name was Himenaz. Uh, David immediately asked him, Is a young man Absalom saved? Later, another servant named Cushi came, and David asked him the same question. Is a young man Absalom safe? David didn't ask who had won the battle. He didn't ask whether the palace did still stood and the throne still belonged to him. David was concerned about his son. David wanted to know about Absalom's safety. This was David's concern, of course. The young man was not safe. He was dead. Why was the young man not safe? Number one, Absalom was not safe because he was wrong with his father. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17, and Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2. Absalom had rebelled against his father. No one can be right with God and be wrong with his father or mother. A child may seem to be most spiritual person in class, but he is wrong with his God if he is wrong with his parents. A teenager can be the best soul winner in the youth group, but he is not right with God if he is not right with his parents. A man can preach the gospel from the pulpit, but he is not right with God if he is not right with his parents. A layperson can teach Sunday school, sing in the choir, usher, but he cannot be right with God if he's not right with his parents. Right in the middle of such sins as drunkenness and murder, God named disobedience to parents. We do not think this is a major sin, but God does. In the Ten Commandments, God promises that he years to those who honor their parents. Exodus 20, verse 12. Our parents will be gone from us sooner than we realize. We must do our best to honor them while we still have them. We need to care for our parents. We need to show our love to them, visit them, and meet their needs. Absalom was not safe because he was wrong with his father. Are you wrong with your father? Absalom was not safe because he was wrong with his brother, number two. Absalom was murdered. His own half-brother man, Amon, had been committed him. Amon had committed a terrible crime. Still, Absalom was not safe because he was wrong with his brother. Well, you know, our brothers and sisters are always fighting. This need not be brothers and sisters. Don't have to fuss and fight. They can be kind and gentle with each other. Nobody's right with God if he's wrong with his brother or his sister. This also applies to adults in there relationship with brothers and sisters. Absalom was not safe because he was wrong with his brother, Amon. Thirdly, Absalom was not safe because he was wrong with his friends. Absalom deceived friends of a lifetime. He separated friends from each other. He turned on friends who had helped him in the past. His moral and physical destruction came not only because he was wrong with his parents and his brother, but also because he was wrong with his friends. It's so easy to, for little bits of strife to arise in a church, in a school, or any fe friendship, fellowship, relationship. All of us at one time or another have been guilty of harboring ill will towards a friend. 
It will rob you of joy and the power of God in your life. When you realize your joy is gone, make it right. I don't care who is at wrong or is at fault, make it right. Don't harbor a wrong attitude towards a friend. There's danger in living in such a condition. God will never bless you in that condition. Please, please, please get right with one another. Don't let your stubborn heart and your heart head kill you on the inside. Jesus told us to love those who hate us, bless those who curse us, pray for those who despitefully use us, and persecute us. Matthew 5, 44. Absalom, number four. Absalom was not safe because he was wrong with his friends, his enemies. Each of us collect enemies as we live and face the life. We should love them and be good to them. No one is completely right with God unless he is right in his own heart toward his enemies. Sometimes we are aided, insulted, and have hurt feelings, and we are misunderstood. But God says, love your enemies. We can't have hatred in our heart towards our enemies. Love them or you will become their bitter inside. The fifth thing, Absalom was not safe because he was wrong with his country. Absalom was a rebel. He led in rebellion to overthrow the government. He turned people away from lawyers to the king, away from patriotism to the country. He was not safe. We should love America. America is not perfect, but we live in it. Greatest nation on the face of the earth. I know God is judging America for her sins, but you better love America. We still have a better nation than any other. Amen. No one can be right with God and be wrong with it, I mean, with his country. The sixth thing I want you to look at, Absalom was not safe because he was wrong with his God. Absalom was not right with God, and therefore all of his other relations were wrong. Absalom was wrong with his father because he was wrong with God. He was wrong with his brother because he was wrong with God. He was wrong with his friends and enemies and country because he was wrong with God. When we are right with God, then we are right with others. Fool, get right with God, and you will get right with the other. When we are wrong, we are wrong. When we are right, we are right. I want to ask you this question. Would you confess to God in any area that you are wrong? What would it take to get you right with one another? There's safety, safety that Absalom did not know in a right relationship with God and with others. And I want you to know that God loves you and died for you, shed his precious blood that you might be saved. He went through hell for us that we didn't have to go to it. And he resurrected up and he's waiting for us to come get us. The next thing on God's program is a rapture to church. And I want you to know that it's right around, it could happen any day, any second, any hour. Nobody knows when but God, not even the Son knows, but God knows. But I want you to know this, that if you're not right with God, if you're not right with with other people, you need to get right with one another. You need to get right with God first, and then get right with your enemies, and get right with your family, and get right with one another. I want to ask you to, if you're not saved, to pray this prayer. Father, I want you to forgive me my sins. I want you to come to my heart and save me. And open the door of your heart, let Jesus in, that he'll save you, and he will. If you're saved, you're not living for Jesus. I want you to ask him to help you to live for them. Pass out tracks, get some from your church. Order some, get some, keep them in your truck, in your, 
purse in your wallet. Give out tracts. Tell people about Jesus. Let people know that they're going to go to hell if they don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And don't let nobody tell you you can get to heaven any other way than through the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you for listening to me now. And God burned this message in the hearts of the people that listen to it. And I thank you for it in Jesus' sweet name. Amen. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogue, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.